0: the orange yellow diamond by j s fletcher this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org chapter 10 melky intervenes zilla had listened to loriston's answers to mr parmenter's searching questions with an anxiety which was obvious to those who sat near her the signs of that anxiety were redoubled as she walked slowly to the box and the glance she threw at the coroner was almost appealing. But the coroner was looking at his notes, and Zillah was obliged to turn to Mr. Parmenter, whose accents became more mellifluous than ever as he addressed her. Mr. Parmenter, indeed, confronting Zillah, might have been taken for a kindly benevolent gentleman whose sole object was to administer condolence and comfort. Few people in court, however failed to see the meaning of the questions which he began to put in the suavest and softest
1: of tones. "'I believe you assisted your late grandfather in his business,'
0: suggested Mr. Parmenter.
1: "'Just so. Now, how long had you assisted him in that way?'
2: "'Ever since I left school. Three years ago,'
1: replied Zilla. Three years, to be sure. And I believe you had resided with him for some years before that?'
2: "'Ever since I was a little girl,'
1: admitted Zilla. In fact, the late Mr. Multanius brought you up. Just so. Therefore, of course, you would have some acquaintance with his business before you left school.
2: Yes. He taught me a good deal about it.
1: You were always about the place, of course. Yes? And I may take it that you gradually got a good deal of knowledge about the articles with which your grandfather had to deal? To be sure, thank you. In fact... You are entitled to regard yourself as something of an expert in precious stones and metals?
2: I know a good deal about them,
1: replied Scylla. You could tell the value of a thing as accurately as your grandfather?
2: Ordinary things, yes.
1: And you were very well acquainted with your grandfather's stock?
2: Yes. Mr.
0: Parmenter motioned the official who had charge of it to place the tray of rings on the ledge of the witness box.
1: Oblige me by... "'Looking at that tray and the contents,' he said. "'You recognize it, of course. Just so. "'Now, do you know where that tray was when you went out, "'leaving your grandfather alone yesterday afternoon?'
2: "'Yes,'
0: replied Zilla, unhesitatingly.
2: "'On the table in the back parlor where I saw it when I came in. "'My grandfather had taken it out of the front window "'so that he could polish the rings.'
1: "'Do you know how many rings it contained?'
2: "'No.' "'perhaps twenty-five or thirty.
1: "'They are, I see, laid loosely in the tray, which is velvet-lined. "'They were always left like that? Just so. "'And you don't know how many there were, nor how many there should be there now. "'As a matter of fact, there are twenty-seven rings there. "'You can't say that is the right number?'
2: "'No,'
1: answered Scylla.
2: "'And my grandfather couldn't have said either. "'A ring might be dropped into that tray, or a ring taken out.' They are all old rings.
1: But valuable?
0: Suggested Mr. Parmenter.
2: Some, yes. Others are not very valuable.
1: Now what do you mean by that word valuable? What, for instance, is the value of the least valuable ring there? And what is that of the most valuable?
0: Zillah glanced almost indifferently at the tray before her.
2: Some of these rings are worth no more than five pounds.
0: She replied.
2: Some? few are worth twenty to thirty pounds one or two are worth more
1: and they are all old
2: they are all of old-fashioned workmanship said zillah made a good many years ago all of them the diamonds or pearls are all right of course
0: mr Parmenter handed over the half-sheet of paper on which loriston's rings had been exhibited to the coroner and the jurymen
1: look at those rings if you please he said quietly are they of the same sort the same class of rings as those in the tray
2: yes admitted zilla something the same
1: what is the value of those rings separately
0: inquired mr parminter
1: please give us your professional opinion
2: zilla
0: bent over the two rings for a while turning them about
2: this is worth about 30 and that about 50 pounds
1: she replied at last in other words these two rings are similar in style and value to the best rings in that tray yes do you recognize those two rings
2: no not
0: at all mr parmenter paused a moment and caught the jury's attention with a sharp glance of his eye before he turned again to the witness
1: could you have recognized any of the rings in that tray
2: he asked no said zillah i could not
1: then you could not possibly say one way or the other if those rings were taken out of that tray? No. The fact is that all those rings, the two on the half-sheet of note paper and twenty-seven on the tray, are all of the same class as regards age and style. All very much of a muchness? Yes, admitted Zilla. And you can't. You are on oath, remember. You can't definitely say that those two rings were not picked up from that tray amongst the others. No. "'replied Zillah,
2: "'But I can't say that they were, and I don't believe they were. "'I don't believe they were our rings.'
0: "'Mr. Parmenter smiled quietly, "'and again swept the interested juryman with his quick glance. "'Then he turned to Zilla with another set of
1: questions. "'How long have you known the last witness, Andrew Loriston?' "'He inquired.
2: "'Since one day last week,'
1: replied Zilla. "'She had
0: flushed at the mention of Loriston's name,' and Mr. Parmenter was quick to see it.
1: How did you get to know him?
2: He continued. By his coming to the shop, on business.
1: To pawn his watch, I believe? Yes. You attended to him? Yes. You had never seen him before? No. Ever seen him since?
0: Zilla hesitated for a moment.
2: I saw him, accidentally, in Kensington Gardens on Sunday,
0: she answered at
1: last. Have any conversation with him?
2: Yes,
0: admitted Zilla.
1: About pawnbroking? No, retorted Zilla.
2: About his work, writing.
1: Did he tell you he was very hard up?
2: I knew that, said Zilla. Hadn't he pawned his watch?
1: Perhaps. You seem to be a very good businesswoman. Perhaps you gave him some advice.
2: Yes, I did. "'I advised him, as long as he had anything on which he could raise money, "'not to let himself go without money in his pocket.'
1: "'Excellent advice,'
0: said Mr. Parmenter, with a smile. "'He leaned forward, looking at his witness more earnestly.
1: "'Now, did Loriston, on Sunday, or when you saw him before, "'ever mention to you that he possessed two rings of some value?'
0: "'No,' replied Zilla. "'Mr. Parmenter paused.' hesitated suddenly bowed to the coroner and dropping back into his seat pulled out his snuff-box and the coroner motioning zillah to leave the witness-box interrupted mr parmenter in the midst of a pinch of snuff
2: i think it will be best to adjourn at this stage he said it is obvious that we can't finish this to-day
0: he turned to the jurymen.
2: i propose to adjourn this inquiry for a week gentlemen he went on in the meantime
0: his attention was suddenly arrested by Melky rubinstein who after much uneasiness and fidgeting rose from his seat and made his way to the foot of the table manifestly desiring to speak what is it asked the
2: coroner who are you oh the witness who identified the body yes
3: mr coroner
0: said Melky in his most solemn tones
3: this here inquest ain't been conducted right sir i don't mean by you "'But these here gentlemen, the police, and Mr. Parminter there, is going off on a wrong scent. "'I know what they're after, and they're wrong. "'There's the present evidence, Mr. Coroner.'
0: Melky turned on Aescoff. "'What about the clue
3: of this here old book?' he demanded. "'Why ain't you bringing that forward? "'I'm the late Daniel Maltenius's nearest male relative, "'and I say that clue's a deal more important than what we've been hearing all the morning. "'What about that book now, Mr. Iskoff? come on what about it and its owner what is this demanded the coroner if there is anything anything sir
0: exclaimed milky
3: there's just this between the time that my cousin there miss zillah wildrose left the old man alive and the time when mr loriston found him dead somebody came into the shop as left a valuable book behind him on the parlor table which book according to all the advertisements in the morning papers is the property of mr spencer levendale the member of parliament as lives in sussex square why ain't that matter brought up why ain't mr levendale brought here i ask you mr coroner to have it seen into there's more behind it
0: the coroner held up a hand and beckoned the police inspector and mr parminter to approach his desk a moment later iskoff was summoned and loriston watching the result of this conference was quickly aware that the coroner was not particularly pleased he suddenly turned on the inspector with a question which was heard by every one in court.
2: "'Why was not the matter of the book put before the court at first?
0: he demanded.
2: "'It seems to me that there may be a most important clue in it. The fact of the book's having been found should most certainly have been mentioned, at once. I shall adjourn for a week from today, and you'll produce the book and bring Mr. Spencer Lavendale here as a witness. This day week, gentlemen.'
0: Milky Rubenstein turned whispered a hurried word to zillah and mrs goldmark and then seizing loriston by the elbow drew him quickly away from the court chapter ten